Hey there, listener. Welcome to My Favorite Monster, where we trace the history of the creatures that lurk in the pages of the Monster Manual, from 1st to 5th edition. Today's entry is the Gelatinous Cube. A gelatinous cube is functionally an acidic man-killing Roomba. Though it's described as a scavenger, both entries refer to it as ideal for cleaning all living organisms from dungeon passages. I like to imagine that a sufficiently skilled but lazy wizard simply creates a bunch of these hyper-dangerous semi-sentient cubes to keep his tower clean rather than hire someone to do it or spend time cleaning himself. Of course, this means that unwary visitors are likely to be inadvertently dissolved, but one is concerned for human life kept a wizard from his experiments. The gelatinous cube is a large creature in the shape of, you guessed it, a cube. It's large enough to fill a corridor and block any escape, so you're going to have to find a way around it. Now it's transparent, and you can see the bodies of its victims wiggling around inside it like fruit in jello. There's no smell of it mentioned in either book, but I like to imagine it has the sharp smell of cleaning supplies. Something like chlorine, ammonia, vinegar. You can smell it on the walls and the floor long after it's swept through and eaten everything in its path. Surely you can hear it too. It must make a sound as it scrapes and squelches along the corridor, as its great acidic body gurgles in mindless hunger. A single gelatinous cube poses a potent threat to a group of low-level heroes. It has a very high HP. It is immune to many kinds of status effects. Fear, paralysis, sleep. And it has the special ability to engulf smaller creatures. If your character is standing next to a gelatinous cube during combat, it might just pull them inside its body, render them mobile, helpless, and then slowly melt the flesh from their bones unless a friend can pull them out in time. Doesn't that sound lovely? If I were to use a gelatinous cube, I'd either set one up against a first-level party, have it chase them slowly through the twisting corridors of a labyrinth as they search for a way out, or if the group could take down a single gelatinous cube with little danger, I'd fill the entire floor of a dungeon with them. Dozens and dozens of gelatinous cubes. Imagine trying to find your way through a dark underground passage as a dozen mindless death traps wander all around you, melting everything in their path like mobile vats of acid. A clever dungeon master could use the monster's ability to fill spaces and block off exits to instill the party with a sense of fear and claustrophobia. Such a threat has to be avoided, has to be confronted indirectly with well-laid plans and subtle trickery. So an encounter with the gelatinous cube is an excellent way to encourage your players to think outside mere combat and to reward them for their cleverness. Just make sure you think of a method or two to defeat the monsters without combat, though your players will almost certainly come up with something you never could have predicted. Now, the creators of D&D knew that they had come on something quite clever when they invented the gelatinous cube, so its core design did not change very much between 1st and 5th edition, but there are still some substantive differences that I'd like to go over. 
While the first edition grants the gelatinous cube an entry in its own right, the fifth edition manual categorizes it alongside all other oozes, which I think is a mistake. By placing the gelatinous cube alongside the black pudding and the okra jelly, the unique and interesting aspects of the monster are downplayed, and it becomes merely one of a set. However, the first edition entry for the gelatinous cube lacks a picture, which is a wild choice, as the look of the gelatinous cube is absolutely iconic, and the visual appearance is necessary to make the shambling blob seem like a real terrifying threat. Because the 5th edition separates creature description and background from the mechanical stat block, it is able to expand on the background and nature of the oozes, though none of this information is actually particular to the gelatinous ooze. And, unfortunately, this additional information is mostly uninteresting. The writers of 5th edition are glad to use 50 words when 10 would do the trick, so it takes paragraphs to get through the creature's core nature, unlike the first book, which... Though its information is sparse, it does a lot with the few words it has. And the 5th edition makes the origins of the oozes clearer. They are sentient creatures that are tricked by intelligent monsters to serve as living traps or garbage disposals. The ooze entry also includes an origin of oozes as, quote, fragments or offerings of the demon lord Jubilex. Of course, this information is mostly unnecessary, supremely uninteresting, and likely to never show up in play. Rather than focus on the actually interesting and comical character of the gelatinous cube, a monster as a cleaner garbage disposal Roomba, the newer edition seeks to tie it to a larger cosmic ecosystem in ways which make little sense. The ecology of the gelatinous cube is never explained. We don't know what they like to eat or how they are particularly used by certain groups of monsters nor do they include any practical information for interesting ways to use the gelatinous cube. It's just background fiction for the sake of bloating the word count, filling pages. Luckily, some folks are trying experimental things with these monsters. The Highland Paranormal Society, for example, doesn't limit gelatinous creatures to mere cubes. They use the term gelatinous as an adjective in their creature generator, which leads to spine-chilling entries that I'm going to read for you in full, because they're that good. Gelatinous barn fly, roughly the size of your big toe, translucent, semi-solid body with vestigial wings, moves by violently expelling raspberry-scented gas from its tail end, reproduces in humanoid and necranial cavities, enters via the ear or nasal canal. Gelatinous blister swine. Feral hogs covered all over in bristly black hair, save for the glistening flesh bubbles that contain superheated grease, literal bacon fat within them. The swine are notorious man-eaters, crop-eaters, livestock-eaters, and if necessary, eaters of rocks. Honestly, Wizards of the Coast should hire these people to write their next monster manual. All in all, the gelatinous cube is a monster with a lot of potential, and I encourage all my listeners to bring it to their table. After all, who wouldn't want to kill off a character inside a living garbage disposal? I'm James Marcucci, and this has been my favorite monster. I hope you'll all tune in next week where we will cover ghasts and their monstrous cousins, ghouls. Ghouls.